Hey, what's happening, guys? Grace and peace to you. I uh, hope all is well with you. Welcome to Season 9 of Live the Life Podcast. Uh, it's been a, a couple weeks since the last podcast of Stay Salty, my friends, and there's just been a, a shift um, in my life and uh, just some stuff that uh, that I was going through or the family's going through, you know. Um, nothing crazy. Just, you know, we all got stuff, right? <clears throat> I mean, season eight was all about the reality of who we are in Christ, right? And uh, who we're called to be and uh, our response to him and what we should look like to the world, um, how we're to live our life, you know, to choose joy, to, to, to be led forth in peace. You know, so even no matter how well we reflect that in our life, right? If I reflect peace, which is something that's very important to me, to me it's almost one of the greatest gifts in our relationship with Jesus is peace in a world that has none and hope in a world that, that has none and uh, just the goodness of God and the steadiness of God. I mean, it's just a beautiful gift. But in the midst of that, I have trials and tribulations just like everybody else. Yet I remain in peace, and I'm learning to surrender. Amen. So that was a lot of season eight uh, dealt with that, of who we are in Christ. And so I want to move into season nine, and we're going to start off with today's message called The Divine Shepherd. And uh, yeah, as I feel this shift, we're going to look at who God is, you know, and the reality of who God is. And that's, that's the foundation of the New 24 ministry that every day we get a new 24. It's all about our identity, knowing who we are in Christ and knowing who God is, that God is a God of love and mercy. He is not a God of wrath and anger. And we are sons and daughters of the Most High King, viewed righteous because of what he did on the cross, forgiven of all sin because of what he did on the cross. So he's a good, good father, and he's a good, good judge. And uh, he laid the law out, not the law that we have to follow, but the law that talks about blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience, which basically the new law is the law of love, to love God and love others. But he did put out that there's blessings and curses. And that's the reality, or people get hung up on a new 24 like it's a get-out-of-jail-free card, you know, or a license to sin, and it's not. It's the reality of when we do fall daily that we can turn to the Lord and abolish Satan's weapons, his grenades of guilt and swords of shame and rockets of regret, right, and bombs of BS and everything he throws at us when we do fall. It's having the right view of God that we could come back to him, right? The prodigal son story, which is actually the loving father. You know, so it's not a license to do these things. It's the reality when we do fall that we can come back to our loving Father and He'll scoop us up. That's the reality of who He is and the reality of what He did for us on the cross. Amen. So today, again, the Divine Shepherd, and I'm going to read um, Psalm 23, which is, you know, one of my life verses. This is a verse that that I'll recite. Uh, 
as I spend time in the secret place on my face before the Lord. So let me read it to you here. So the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. What a beautiful reality of who God is. Is a divine shepherd. And that vision of sheep, sheep would die without the shepherd. We are nothing without our shepherd. We are sheep. We need our God. You know, that's who he is. And if we want to go deeper with him, we have to, to, to pour everything that we are into everything that he is. And when we combine that, there's, there's nothing that can stop us in this life. This immeasurable peace that surpasses all understanding, right? So he is our shepherd. We lack nothing. That the reality that, that he gives us every, he's made us who we are. He's given us our gifts and our talents. So he's, therefore, he is our provider. Yes, we do the steps to go to work, but he is our provider. He has gifted us with the things to do. He's gifted us with our drive, with our passion, whatever it is we have. It all comes from God, not from us. So this is, a, this is fully focused on God, not us. God and God in us. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us besides quiet waters and refreshes our soul. The reality of resting in his presence, the reality of balance in our life, that God leads us to peaceful places. He doesn't lead us into turmoil. Our decisions do. Right, And again, we're born looking like our parents, but we die on the decisions, looking like the decisions we've made in our life. Right, So there's consequences to our choices. God leads us to peace. We, we choose to go other directions. But in the goodness of God is our divine shepherd. He brings us right back to green pastures. You know, and it, it's... The concept of relationship is understanding and knowing that reality that we would choose to lie in green pastures, that we would not continue to go outside of God's best plan for our life. It makes no sense to do that, you know. So the more we understand who he is and the beauty of who he is and his unconditional, immeasurable, unconditional love for us, you know, why would we choose anything else, I, you know? why i did and i guess i pride selfishness you know um self-gain you know uh generational curses in my life wrong mentors wrong reality of what life you know all those things i chose different things than my relationship with god but i'm now fully engulfed you know the last 20 years all in, man. 
and God has never let me down, not once. He guides us along the right path for his name's sake. Again, he, he, he leads us down his paths, which are, which are sometimes uncomfortable, uh, which most of the time are not paths that we would choose. Um, and again, it's for his name's sake. You know, we're to honor our Father in heaven, right? Just like we're to honor our mother and father on earth, right? Honor the goodness in them, right? The goodness in them, not the traits that jacked us up or whatever, but the goodness, any goodness that was in those that raised us, right? Honor that legacy, the goodness. And in God's case, it's all good. So honoring our father and everything we do is for his name's sake. It's in Jesus' name. It's to glorify God. It's to advance God's kingdom. It's to reflect who God is. That's, that's our call, and God helps us in that by leading us down right paths that we make right decisions and don't put ourselves in bad scenarios where bad things happen. Not saying bad things don't happen to good people that are in a perfectly good situation, uh, but uh, if you choose ten times to do the wrong thing, the reality is um, something bad is going to happen to you, right? If you choose 10, 10 to do the right thing and good things and be around good people and good places, you know, there, there's a, a small fraction of a chance that a bad thing can happen because we live in an evil, fallen world, right? So, you know, I'd much rather go down the paths that God has chosen for me. Even though we walk through the darkest valleys, we fear no evil, for he is with us, his rod and his staff, they comfort us. So no matter what the trials, tribulations, tragedies, uh, things we're facing, scary decisions, new things in life, new seasons, all these things we talked about and dealt with in season eight. You know, we fear no evil. We don't fear Satan. We don't fear his stupid minions or none of that. And the reality, we talked about what it is to be a believer and a follower of Jesus. You know, to believe in Jesus, Satan believes in Jesus. You know, demons believe in Jesus, right? Christians believe in Jesus. But do we follow Jesus, right? There's a big difference. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you have nothing to fear. Satan has no power except the power you give him when you make wrong choices, bad choices, things outside God's best plan for our life, things that don't reflect Jesus. There's consequences. They're called curses in the Bible. Bad things happen. And you got to break that pattern. And that's the beauty of what Jesus did on the cross. And that's the beauty of a new 24. It's a reset. Boom, right now, even as you're listening to this message, God, come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sin and my choices. Take the reins, Lord Jesus. Be my divine shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. Boom, right now, right this second, your life has changed direction. Now make good choices. Follow the path that God's leading you down, that those around you who are leading you towards Christ, go down those paths and watch your life change. And yes, it's hard. Yes, it's uncomfortable. The Christian life is much harder than living a worldly life because it takes dedication to the king, right? And, and living our life for Christ, living our life for someone else. And the beautiful byproduct is that he takes care of us and he shepherds us and he loves us unconditionally. You do not get that in the world, man. So change direction right now. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Again, to be a Christian, to be a true follower of Christ is hard, right? We make enemies. 
even within the own church, people who don't understand what God's doing and their head knowledge and all of that and what they think is right and their structure and all of that. And God just wants to move and wants us to glorify our daddy. Jesus prepares a table, a banqueting table, before us in the presence of those who don't understand what God's doing in our life. He anoints our head with oil. Our cup overflows, which is beautiful. The anointing of the Lord, the oil of the Lord. There's so many beautiful aspects of oil. You know, all the kings were anointed with oil. God blessed those who, you know, who he anointed. He was anointed before his death, right, by Mary on a, laying at his feet. And all these beautiful pictures of, of the oil of the Lord, the fragrance of the Lord, the beauty of the Lord. The beauty when we have oil flowing from our hands, we can't grab onto the things in life. We have to surrender them. We have to release them to our divine shepherd. We have to be fully dependent upon him with everything in our life. And if we do these things, it says in verse 6, Surely your goodness and love will follow me. We choose to follow him. He follows us. Not only follows us, but leads us. Not only leads us, but he's beside us. This is another beautiful aspect of Jesus, you know. This is an evil, fallen world, all right? It's a dark world, man. But we're not of this world. We're in this world, but not of this world. Bad things happen in this life. Tragedies happen to good people, to bad people. They happen. We'll never understand why God heals or intervenes in some situations and not in others. I th I've learned that what I failed when I think like that is God has delivered me so many times, right? And we get hung up on one bad thing. Why didn't God do that? Well, God did it a hundred times, you know, and we don't understand and we can't. We just have to trust the Lord, you know. So there's this beauty in just staying focused on who he is and knowing that when we're going through a bad thing or a trial or a horrific thing or loss in our life, you know, which I've been through a lot. I've lost, you know. Basically, my line, man, you know, other than my boys moving forward, my dad, my four brothers, aunts, uncles, grandparents, you know, um, I have my mom and my sister, you know, and then my beautiful family and love, the extension of our family through my wife, you know, and but even in those times, we have to know that Jesus is with us. He is weeping with us. He's feeling our pain. He's feeling our fear of loss. He's feeling it. You know, and we, we feel like he's distant because he's not performing a miracle. But the reality is he's with us and for us in that. And the reality is we move on to eternal life where there is no pain and there is no tears. And, and to those that I've lost, they're now fully healed. They weren't healed the way I wanted them. I wanted to keep them here selfishly. But they're now healed completely in heaven where there is no time. They're loving life, and I can't wait to get there. And we'll be together forever, you know. So surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that's why we do what we do. We cling to this life too much, man. This life is a mist, it's a vapor, and we're gone. So may we not cling to this life, but cling to the divine shepherd. May we completely rely upon him. May we take steps down the path that he leads us right May we fear no evil. May we trust the Lord with everything in our life and love our divine shepherd who is God our Father, our Savior, our friend, 
our mentor, our guide, our everything. He is a God of love and mercy, a welcoming, loving Father, not a God of wrath and anger, not a God who desires performance, not a God who desires deeds. All of those things flow out of our love for him. They're automatic. Our life reflects it. We love you, Divine Shepherd, God our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit. Come and rule and reign in our life. We give everything to you right now and ask that your peace would, would, would lead us through this short thing we call life here on earth. Until we see you in heaven, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys.